Okay. Started. Welcome back to our podcast. If you are new here, we are currently recapping Lion Guard Season 3, Episode 1, Battle for the Pride Lands. I recommend you check out our first episode to hear our thoughts on the first one. Yeah. Where we left off is Foolie's trying to convince Kion to let the rest of the line go with him to the Tree of Life. Yeah. And Kion asks his parents, Nala says that after everything Kion's done for the Pride Land, the line definitely help him. And Simba agrees. The Lion Guard is very happy about this, especially Preshti. And Kuga is just extremely insensitive to Ono's instinct. Yeah. Also, ah, doesn't know Lion Guard still need that. Yeah. I love and... Fuli's reaction here. Wait, Fuli's reaction? <laughs> yeah, she's like, Bunga! By God, it's like it's like, it's like a, a sister like saying like <laughs> that. It, it it's like I don't know. <laughs> oh no! It makes Bunga's right, and that he isn't the keenest of sight, but he knows Anga is. So Anga should replace him. Anga doesn't really want to do that, and we get our. Third common knowledge, really, of the episode. Also, <laughs> that she'll be great. Kion agrees with Ono, and he makes Anga the king of the site. And she and becomes the part of the Lion Guard. Can get some mark on it, on her. Yeah, and then Ono's mark of the guard vanishes, just like I expected it would if Kion were to die in the episode. <laughs> and really sad about it. But Kion surprises him by creating a new position on the Lion Guard. Which the is. Smartest. Yeah, the smartest, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that. I didn't expect that at the end. I thought he was just gonna not be part of the Lion Guard because there usually is only five, but now there's six. <laughs> this. I just. In, Ono's happy about that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bunga's as surprised as you are, Mikey. Oh my gosh. Can do that? And Julie's basically like, yes, he can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has, since he's the leader of the guard, he can just do whatever he wants. He can make, he can probably make Jasiri part of the line guard if he wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best opportunity, Kion. He could have had a more. A more integrated lion guard, but you blew it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I need. Points out Kion's the leader of the lion guard, and Kion officially announces that the lion guard has six members. Oh, Anka's also the second female in lion guard history to be a lion guard member. Well, yeah. Fully is the first, and and Anga's the second. Yeah. Yeah, and Rafiki mentions that Ion's never one for tradition, 
Nala seems really proud of Kion for breaking with tradition. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of had a feeling that generation is kind of different because they were kind of, like, born into the war. So, like, they were given, like, I think Kion was given, like, the, like, the mark by, um, like, 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 when he was young because he, because his father, uh, uh, um, I can't remember his name again, um, <laughs> Are you talking about? No, it's like it's like it's 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 Kion's father. I can't remember his name. Yeah, Simba. Okay, yeah, Simba gave him the mark because he used to be part of the old guard and he has the power to do that. So wow. actually, Simba was never actually part of a guard. The guard uh, is only led by the second born royal. Wait, the first born gets to be king. Oh wait, then how then how did he give Kion the mark then? Well, he actually didn't give Kion the mark. The lions of the past. Oh, so he probably communicated. Okay, that makes sense now. Okay. Meanwhile, Simba <laughs> wishes the lion god safe travels, and he wants to make sure that they know how to get there. Kono assures him that they that he's memorized the land books. And Anga will watch from the sky. Yeah, I mean, there's like there's like ten landmarks. In, like I think each episode is one landmark, so that's uh, <laughs> that's a lot of traveling they have to do. Um, and Bunga is impatient to go. We get a scene where Simba sort of detects that fully considers Kion to be a brother because he tells her to bring Kion home to faith. Wait, he tells he tells Kion to do what I fully to bring Kion home to faith. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> responds, of course, your majesty. Then yeah. Rafiki goes up and it turns out Rafiki has agreed to let her go with them. And Kion, I guess, says Fooly's line seriously. <laughs> Although it doesn't really make sense of, of him saying it, so... <laughs> yeah. And Makini mentions that she'd already been to the team life when she was little. Yeah. But happy to happen along, but Ono is hesitant. Yeah, because... I guess she doesn't, he doesn't trust her, which doesn't really make sense, because he's, because I think McKinney, McKinney like, came in, like, season two, I think. Yeah, she came in season two, episode five, The Rise of Sun. Yeah, I think, yeah, she, like, I don't know, I guess, isn't, like, she's related to Rafiki, I think, like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, which probably is pretty often. <laughs> um, or maybe it's not, I don't know. Um, yeah, and then Kiara wishes him luck. He tells Kiara to keep her friends out of trouble. Yeah. And Nala 
says that he hopes he'll be back in time for Kiara's first hunt. Oh, wait, Laura Alert isn't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Then they turn to leave, and we get like a montage of every single tribe lander thing they tie to them. And at the very, so it features Maku and his flow getting high fives on them. Oh. Now by Bunga. Wait, high fives from Bunga? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. And, and the giraffes and antelopes and rhinos all bow the Kion as leaves. And yeah. And to say goodbye to his flock. Fresti says goodbye to a little elephant. And, and the baboon comes down to say goodbye to Fooly, which annoys her. Oh, yes. And then we get one of my favorite characters, Thurston the Zebra. <laughs> it's like, panic and run, panic and run. But, like, this time he's actually not like that. <laughs> this time he says that the zebras will attack the Pride Lands one the way, and this is where we learn his name is Thurston. Yeah, we did. We like throughout the entire few seasons, they're like, it, it, it's just not, you know, they, they we just don't know his name, but now we do. <laughs> um, it's kind of and weird. The episode ends with Kion saying, "Till the Pride Lands end," while looking back. Yeah, and because the, he knows he's gonna oh, miss it. Yeah. Then the credits roll, and we get the instrumental version of a song called Power of the Roar. Power of the Roar, okay. Yeah. That's so, like the ending song. What are your thoughts on this episode? Well, <laughs> it was definitely one of the more longer episodes. It was like an hour in total because it was split into two parts. And, like, I, I really enjoyed it. I just feel like they put more detail into it, like you said earlier. On the first part, like with like Fully's legs, like bending back, like spe like specific legs, and like, um, I I don't know. I thought it, I just feel like the longer ep the longer the episode is, the more detail they feel like they have to put into it, which is kind of weird. Yeah. But this is probably in my top five favorite episodes, probably behind Friends to the End and Where the Zimwe. Yeah, I love that one. That one was really funny. <laughs> we will be recapping in later podcast episodes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was your favorite part of this episode? I think I think like when like when uh Scar is like melting, I, I kind of like or like steaming away. I think that was like one of the best parts, and I also kind of enjoyed Bunga flying over the cliff. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed Kion roaring at Bunga. Yeah. They also put in the animation. That's what made Bunga such a good show. Yeah, because they throw in little funny things like that, and it's just. <laughs> All little details. Yeah, true. It's very important. <laughs> <laughs> 
was there anything you wish they would have done differently? Um, I, I mean, um, I honestly, there's not really, like, a, a lot they could have changed, but, like, I, it was kind of, I guess it was a little, I, I don't know, I mean, I, I didn't really expect, um, Scar to go, like, to the, to the Pride Rock in his fiery form. I feel like he shouldn't be able to do that. You should just have to stay into his, in his volcano. But also, I guess it would make sense because that was a lot of fire and he could spawn there. But it also, I don't know. I just feel like they should have kept him in the volcano, honestly. I wanted to see more of Ray Ray because we didn't really get any character development for her from the past three seasons. All we got is like she's cunning and flatters people and then tries to kill them. <laughs> yeah, that's... never really get anything from her. Also, I really wish Jabori had a bigger part. Yeah, there's, there, I, there's, I noticed that all of, like, the villains don't really have many speaking parts. Um, except for, like, the, like, the main, like, the main leaders of the different animals, but other than that, they're just not really present, you know? It's weird. I don't know why they do that. Um. All in all, this was a pretty good start to season three. So... Now, since this is the beginning of a season, we can theorize on what will happen in future episodes of the season. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we have time to do that. Um, yeah. It's so interesting. The next episode will be called The Harmaton. The Harmaton. Um, that sounds... <laughs> A little bit weird. Is that like one of the? I don't know. Is that like one of like the 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 locations that they have to go to, or like is it just a weird it's the name of a dust storm and it features their enemy Makucha the leopard, who's one of the main antagonists of this. Oh yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I haven't heard of her, but that's interesting. Yes, and Kimiko Glenn is going to be appearing this season. You know her? She voices Lena Saberwing on DuckTales. Oh! That, that emo duck in the sweater who knows magic. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know I know which character you're talking about, but, like, I don't, like, recognize the actor name, but I know what character you're talking about. It's a really weird character. <laughs> um... Yeah. It's weird. What do you want to see Well, I would like to see the power of the Tree of Life. I mean, they, they're saying, like, Rafiki's saying that it has a lot of power. If it can get rid of Venom from, I, I don't know. I also would like to see if they can, like, like, somehow, like, get Scar to be, like, not evil anymore. Like, get him to be resurrected without his scar. That would be interesting to see. Um, um, and also, like, maybe, like, change the other villains' like hearts, you know, like, get them to respect the treat the, the circle of life more, I guess. Like, the yeah. other... 
Yeah, I, well, I don't know if that's going to happen, though. I mean, maybe it does because season three is the last season. I don't know. And what do you think of Friends to the End based on what I told you about? Um, it's going to be interesting because from what you've said, it seems like Kion Scar is going to make him act even weirder. <laughs> um, so that that's a little worrying to me. I don't, I'm going to watch it. Like later, but that's I don't. I have to watch them all in order though, because um, probably. <laughs> but I just I just don't know what's gonna happen to Kion. I'm kind of worried, honestly. It's weird to think yeah. about. So, what do you think our next podcast episode should be on? Should it be on a season three episode or? Or a different season. Well, I haven't watched all the other seasons. I've only watched like a few episodes from season one, and I don't think I've watched any from season two. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to do a podcast on every episode, but like, you know, I because that would be like thirty podcasts, and that's a lot of, um, you know, and I mean it would be fun, but it would be a lot of. You know, and we need help with, I don't know. Ooh, we could do our next one on Ghost of the Mountain. Oh, is that, is that in, which season is that in? Ghost of the Mountain. Three, episode four. Oh, yeah. That sounds cool. That I'm assuming it's about a ghost or something. I don't know. Well, actually, it features Kimiko Glenn's character. Oh, um, yeah. Is Mongolian for stone. Oh wow, that's crazy. Which is actually my biggest nitpick about this entire season. They play fast and loose with their geography. They start <laughs> in Africa, then they go to, I guess, maybe like Iran or something. <laughs> they go through the desert, which is definitely Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they, I don't know, maybe they just wanted to fit in all, like, the traveling into a whole and, season. And for some reason, they're in Mongolia <laughs> and Japan, because there are snow monkeys. And That's so weird. Mongolia. Yeah, that is, that is kind of weird. Um, I don't know what they did. for our next podcast episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's that's great. Oh my, hey, uh. all right. Well, we'll see you for your uh, next podcast when we talk about Ghost of the Mountain, which I'm kind of excited about. <laughs> it's gonna be a great episode. Yes. See you then. <laughs>